0: Welcome to Level Up Academy Podcast, where we explore a diverse set of skills that can be applied across various industries and professions. Each episode will deep dive into the world of transferable skills, discussing topics like communication, problem-solving, critical thinking, and more. Join us as we speak with experts in different fields and share stories of individuals who have successfully transferred their skills from one industry to another. Whether you are a recent grad, a mid-career professional, or someone looking to make a career change, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's discover how you can leverage your existing skills to excel in any industry. Welcome to Level Up Academy Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Hello, everybody. What? Welcome. Today, I'm super excited. I'm always excited because every single time I have a guest it kind of like it makes my stomach like on a butterfly like excitement like you know when you wait for Christmas and you know like you have gifts coming but you don't know what that gift is every single people that are in my podcast is that feeling that I get so welcome today and Uh, it's
1: it's good to be here and it's gonna be a fun day I'm so excited to hear what Dr. Z has to say how about you Constance?
0: Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. I hire a lot of PhDs and I have medical students actually in the uh, my MBA program that I teach because uh, some of them wanting to open hospitals, but they don't really per se know how to run the business side. So they're like, okay, I need the basic of how to do this thing, you know, and I don't get often general practitioners. I usually get the surgeon in my, in my class. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited how she have transferable skills from her industry and now trying to help all of us level up the world, right? I do have some cool news to say. I always, like on my title, it's always like 57 nations and countries. And yesterday, I found out that we are now at 63 nations and countries. Right? Like, we're moving up slowly. And then our YouTube channel, we went from like 32 subscribers to 303. So... Wow we're moving in there that means that makes me happy it's not just about the numbers that I'm slowly going it's like we're spreading good vibes through the world and that's really what we want is to level up everyone we have too many negativity happening in our world right now so we need as many positive people as we can get right through stories Absolutely. adversities and I want to introduce something to you guys also more of a challenge Lately, I've been faced with a lot of questionable things, (laughs) basically on ethics and the what ifs. And I also see and pay attention to posts. And sometimes my post is really short, like, hey, thanks for tagging me. And sometimes some posts just kind of knock on my heart. Mark, hi, brother. I wanted to give a little bit more explanation because sometimes when you respond to a post, and depending on how you feel that moment, you either A get offended or B, wow, that's cool, right? That's really the two things. Yeah. And I don't want him to get offended that I I don't agree. I agree to disagree at the same time. And I'm always respectful and always know that my response post is coming from my heart. When people say, Oh, we have we can't make decisions based on emotions, I disagree. And I'm going to tell you why. First is, yes, you can't be too emotional to make decisions like when you're angry or when you're sad or when you're mad. But today's world, we run into a lot of um, AI, right? right? All our is manufacturing is automated. So if we go just by number, that just means to me that basically, I'm no longer going to make decisions that I shouldn't be in LinkedIn, because I don't have that many connections, because I'm not going to make a difference because my post impression is so low than most people. That's not how I see numbers. Like, yes, you can make numbers to make decisions to for your business. I get it. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, if I don't like you, I don't care if you have 100 million followers. If you're all about just numbers and moving up and not about building relationships. I don't go for it. And that's what I mean by I don't just go for numbers. I go for quality more than quantity. I would rather have 10 of you ladies multiply <laughs> than a hundred thousand of you that I don't even know who you are. Right. Yeah, I that's want you true. To be out there. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm at a point in my life really where I just want my time to be used and utilized in the best most positive way for me to be able to help other people and you know really some people are i've learned that you can't work with them or you can't follow what they're doing because they're all about themselves and that's really hard for me so i like to be around people who are about helping others because if i'm you know a lot of people it's got my back and if i need to if i come to you and i say hey constance i need this thing um a personal you know personal favor a question okay. i know that that little smaller tribe of people will be more likely to have my back than me going to somebody and saying hey i don't know who you are i don't know what what you're about but here's this thing right so um and who i can help who your energy syncs up with is really important so absolutely Constance, i agree with you
0: yeah and i think raquel on her raquel's corner on saturday was talking about that about you know more of people that you should network right and Mm -hmm. also don't spam message me like you connect with me and all of a sudden you're selling me your services like I get it you're in LinkedIn because you own a business and you want people to buy but I'm all about relationship, right? Because so then if you're all about numbers, you would spam every single people you have in there. And then here's what I do for our business. Let's go. Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so that's why good. I said, I, I don't go for just logic numbers. I go for, logic it's like a balance you have to have numbers right because you gotta have some mm-hmm. type of foundation but you also need to have to me it's um, more important to me is the emotions because that's what separates us from robots <laughs> and 10 years from now we're going to be run by robots our president's going to be a robot It's craziness <laughs> anyway i cannot wait for this conversation um i want to bring this book because this amazing human being that we're going to talk today oh. dr miriam okay is a general practitioner and she created this book, The 3G Cycle of Life. It sounds like 5G, like, ooh, I'm leveling up to 5G. Wait, we're in 3G right now. We're going to be in 5G. I feel like that, you know? <laughs> and it says the secrets for achieving joy, meaning, and well-being. Like, I'm all about joy, right? We Who doesn't want joy and there meaning? Are. Like, having a purpose. For your life not just go in and out wake up and do whatever right like mm-hmm. today i'm telling mary i'm on my gym clothes and i apologize but <laughs> i didn't have time to change and my daughter's like mom we gotta work out i'm like fine oh, yeah. and i did work out and i'm like oh i don't have time you know so and well-being so without further ado are you ready yeah ooh, 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 ooh. welcome you're on mute dr z (laughs) i'm sure she was saying really beautiful things i I was
2: saying yes i was saying hello lady thank you so much for having me yeah (laughs) we're so glad you're here i am showing that i am not perfect right you are using uh your sport and uh close and I am uh, fighting with the mute button so that's you know (laughs) showing facts not numbers right technology
0: (laughs) like it's never perfect but at least we know how to roll with it right it's like okay whatever just put it out there it doesn't matter we're not perfect we're not robots right that's what separates us for sure thank god (laughs) yeah um can you see me sister, you're still uh, showing LinkedIn user. I love you. She's in Philippines. It is midnight and I told her to go to bed and be a team replay. But no, (laughs) she's here today. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. So So welcome. And thank you so much for being here and taking your busy time. We know that you're busy, but I wanted to (laughs) highlight you because when we had a coffee chat, I was super impressed with what you're trying to do and how you're leveling up, right? Leveling up your community. And now we're leveling up the world with this conversation. I wanted to go back 20 years. Think back 20 years before and how you are today. Like, Give us some juicy timeline there. What Mm -hmm. has happened?
2: So funny, 20 years. I don't know why you picked that number, but it's, it's a very significant, actually it's a very significant number. That's the amount of years that I have like a physician. Those are the years that I have been practicing medicine. So it's, it's a very interesting number. So 20 years ago, I was in Peru. I was almost recently graduated, trying to see what I will do with my life, where I will work, what specialty I will have. At that time, I remember that uh, we were going through very challenging times in my home. Uh, My dad decided to, uh, it's very interesting that this happened to my dad too. Um, uh, He he left that job uh, because he was not comfortable with the way that it was being run. um, And and he thought that he didn't belong there anymore. Um, And... I was looking for a job to help my dad and my mom at that point, just recently graduated. So it was a very challenging time uh, with a happy ending and now 20 years later, I actually ten years later, I was doing something similar, right? Starting from zero in this country, (laughs) Mm -hmm. trying to find out what I will do with my life, getting married, starting to create a family, having kids, applying to residency, uh, learning English, and fast forward, I am here. I quit my job as my did that did uh because I didn't belong to a place because I had different uh, ideas of what I wanted to do with my life and how to do it. And I wrote a book and I am trying to transfer a little of my experience, the things that I learned, the things that we should be avoiding, (laughs) like running away from uh, and and saving some time and effort and and tears from others. trying to help others to achieve a a, a happy, joyful, meaningful um, um, life full of (laughs) well-being, like in the book. You know,
1: it really sounds like you've gone through a lot of adversity to get here, right? To get where you are, to get where you are in your practice. Um, Can you think about one of those specific times about something that was really hard and challenging and how you kind of got through it and what helped you stay positive? How did you discover Uh, the pathway that you're on now?
2: So it will depend tremendously at what time of my life things happen. If you will ask me truly 40, almost 40, a little less than 40 years ago, uh, 30 years ago, I remember crying for days because I bought this beautiful dress uh, strap without right the, and I got to the beach to get burned and so I would look very sexy at 17 and it was the first time that I was going to a, a big dance for new year with a guy that was older than me I was very excited about that and I got so red uh, uh, that I was not able to go back to the to the beach again and I had this white march and- <laughs> the dress and I promise it's embarrassing to say this loud but I promise that I cry all that week and I was oh. suffering and it was a drama uh, you know and I ended going because my mom told me you are not staying at home so we use some makeup and I mean if you see the pictures the lines are there uh, well. and I didn't die you know nothing wrong happened I actually enjoyed uh, and I believe that you collect these, these experiences, right, of, of, of may- maybe overlooking situations and finding out that nobody died after those, that everything is OK, that you survive, uh, and you start learning things. Today, I, I see life very different. Um, I embrace challenges as an opportunities to learn. Doesn't mean that I'm not suffering, right? Um, Excellent example is for me, uh, what happened during COVID, uh, being far away from my parents, um, Mm -hmm. going back home two years later and and finding that my mom is not able to recognize me anymore. Uh, and, And what I am doing right now for that and how do I cope, trying to be more present, trying to go frequently, trying to use the time when I am there to hug her and kiss her and, and laugh with her no matter what. Um, and, and enjoying what I have and trying to, you know, not, it's not to, to to block what I don't have or, or, but just put it aside, right? And remember that, that well, I will be crying and, and, and upset and, and asking like, why, 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 why this happened to me? I am missing the opportunity to use the time in a better way. I love that. I love
0: how, actually it's all, I'm, I'm listening to you and it's like the mindset that you have learned to pivot from one could see it as an adversity. You actually see it as an opportunity to enjoy life because you still have your mother today. Uh, well, some people and I see that you got a little emotional there because I could see that. And I love that because that's really your passion. Um, I wanted to talk about your book, right? I'm sure it's about leadership and emphasizing the importance of like empathy and emotional intelligence. So how have you applied the skills in your own leadership roles, both in
2: medicine and of course, in your current work? So let me tell you that I didn't hear the word emotional intelligence until probably four or five years ago, uh, which is very embarrassing (laughs) because Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, a physician should be trained on that. Any human being uh, graduating from school or high school should (laughs) know what emotional intelligence is and why it is important. Um, So for me, it was a big discovery. Uh, It was a humble uh, uh, opportunity also uh, to understand that not for being a doctor, I was not a leader. For being a doctor, I was not necessarily a smart or a successful person. That one thing is your profession, which is important uh, for sure, and completely other is your behavior in life and the way that you manage yourself in your personal and professional uh, areas, right? And and with the people that you are interacting. And and that was something that opened my eyes to many things. Uh, I needed to learn, I needed to change many things, to close many gaps. and um, again, I I embraced it. Uh, it was exciting. And what I changed uh, really, and I, I believe that is the most important thing that I did and the most difficult one, was to remove my mask and to show myself exactly the way I am. And it's not that I have been faking the, you know, uh, before. I, I don't, don't think that I was a different person completely, but I was a person that, that, Was uh, always trying to show that it's strong, that nothing wrong is happening, nothing will affect me, uh, everything will be okay, and 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 that's not real, and that's very difficult to fake every day, and (laughs) a lot of stress, (laughs) and and to be sincere is a bad uh, a bad example, because what it causes is. a lot of pressure in those that are surrounding you, in those that are working with you or or learning from you. Uh, They feel like that's reality, that that's the role model. I need to be like that person. Therefore, if I am feeling bad, if I am scared, if I fail in something, I am not as good as I am failing. I am doing something wrong. So at the moment that I started to be more vulnerable and more human and I started to be more compassionate with myself and and admit my gaps in a loud way, (laughs) uh, I believe that I became a better leader because I became a better role model and, and I opened my heart. To help others uh, with more compassion, with more empathy, and without judgment.
1: Wow, you know, and that what, just to piggyback on what you said, like the compassionate part and the helping without judgment. I, I feel like before we can help other people, we have to stop judging ourselves so harshly too. Um, but you know, it's kind of interesting all the studies you see about how people um, they will judge, they'll judge themselves so much harder than other people, right? So can you speak to that a little bit and some of your experiences a little bit about how you've helped people pull back from that to refocus the lens a little bit on what what they can do to get past it? Can you speak a little bit more on
2: that? Well, I am. I am really a good and bad example for this. <laughs> a good example. <laughs> a good example because I will show all the negative things that I did. So uh, for that, uh, I mean, I I am a good case. Uh, I have been the typical physician. Uh, you know type a personality super achiever uh i was the worst boss i was ever <laughs> uh, it was possible to have uh, I, I mean with myself exigent um oh my goodness i can keep going nothing good about that <laughs> <laughs> um and and i didn't know it which is even worse, right? I didn't know that that was bad. I thought that pushing myself to taking myself to the edge to don't sleep in 30 hours uh, was okay. I was proud of that. I will come and we will be competing. Like my friends will be like 30 (laughs) hours away. (laughs) <laughs> we, never, we never had a shower in these three days i mean we were like uh yeah kind of abnormal right yeah. and but but that's the only thing that i saw also that's the only thing that uh, i learned from my role models and that's why it's so important that when you are a leader you are careful in the way that you present yourself because people People are watching and and people will be copying you, right? And your kids, if you are a mother or a father. Uh, So, uh, yes, I I have been like that for decades. Till, until COVID and this, you know, awakening that I had for, not only because of COVID, but for for many other reasons, including my mom, my kids and et cetera, Mm -hmm. uh, that I had to realize that, and a friend of mine told me this: that I am a young a adrenaline junkie, that I have, <laughs> yeah, that's another compliment for myself, and um, and <laughs> that I don't, I I didn't know how to live my life in a way where I was being. I was always doing, 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 and I, I thought that that was the only way to be a good doctor, to be a good person, to be a good mother, to be, to be, to be, to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing in order to be. And, and the truth is that we need to be and we need to take care of ourselves. I, we need to set boundaries and we need to um, understand that our value doesn't come in diplomas or certificates or the car that we drive or You know, uh, yes, I have right now a CV that many will never have uh, for sure. And I'm proud of it, yes. And I am triple board certified. And the question is, how is that helping me right now that I have a mom that does not recognize me? How is that Mm -hmm. helping my kids when they were crying and afraid that mom will die because she was in the hospital uh, during COVID and they were here prisoners for two years?
0: It It doesn't. No, it
2: doesn't.
0: No, it doesn't. That's why I said the degrees, money, materials doesn't actually help you. Right. And that's what I do. What I do. It's because I found my purpose. I, I have such big ambition. (laughs) We don't even want to go into my head right now. Like literally, (laughs) Um, I'm afraid to go in my head. Okay. (laughs) Uh, DJ, are you like checking yourself out on something here? (laughs) But I've always believed since I was little, like my grandma used to tell me, be careful what you wish for. It would come come true. I'm like, oh, I wish for an <laughs> Italian husband. Like that, I was in the Philippines, okay? Like I was seven. And um, my grandma's like, be careful. I'm like, ma, it's never gonna happen. Like I'm in the Philippines. I'm like 10,000 miles. It's like... I would have to go to Italy or somewhere, you know, and, and mom's like, be careful. And guess what I got for 20 years now? An Italian husband. Like, <laughs> So yeah, then I get to wish and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have two girls. I got two daughters. Just be oh. careful with the drama that you're having. <laughs> um, I'm an only child. And I was like, oh, we got it. You know, my husband's also an only child. We got to have two kids. So when you have one child, you're a parent. When you have two kids or more, you're a referee. Stop doing that. Don't do this. Go away. Go to your room. Re- like literally all <laughs> <a> day, <laughs> night. Even at their age. I'm like, dude, you're a young adult. Like stop. She's going to be 19. And she's just like, nah, 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 with her sister. I'm like, what is happening here? Right? But it, it's crazy. I want to talk a little bit about your book. Because I do want people, not just because you wrote the book, but I want them to reflect on... When people write a book, it's really about a portion of themselves. It's not the whole of themselves. It would take years to write your book. Like Lonnie, they write so many books. I was like, Lonnie, we got to talk about this. Like, You know (laughs) what I mean? Because it would take, you. when you write a book, it's only that portion of what you want to share to the world. And I want you to share a little bit about your book and what it's all about and how you got there. Like how, why did you decide to, you know, write a book?
2: Nothing in my life has been, uh, you know, um, how I say this, done in the in the regular, typical way, right? Uh, and again, probably forcing me to be <laughs> resilient. Uh, I didn't have a choice, I, I had to learn how to survive because things will happen like that. Uh, the book came uh, as a consequence of me being very upset with the healthcare system, with what was happening with COVID, with the level of abuse and and, um, discrimination that I was witnessing, um, not directly to me, but to others uh, that was making me so upset. And I feel like probably the last drop was um, learning about the level or or the numbers of suicide that we were suffering in the US, 46,000 per year, Uh, Even before COVID, the numbers were not not much better. And in the case of physicians, 400 physicians dying per year that we are aware of. And suddenly learning that kids in the age of my kids, between six and 10 years old, uh, we have 500 of them dying by suicide yearly. Uh, That was, yeah, I mean, again, I I know that numbers... uh, numbers are just numbers and in this case uh, it's even more valid because one of these lives right especially when you talk about a kid um, represents a complete family that is destroyed and Mm -hmm. um, the statistics show that when someone dies there are 150 people affected by that death it's like there's a ripple effect so we are talking about you know, at such a level of drama, right, and trauma around these situations. And the the, the biggest question is why? Why is this happening year after year? And why we don't see this on the news? Why we don't see this on TV? Why, why, Why we don't see... I'm not talking about the deaths per se, but why we are not talking more about mental health, why we are not talking more about prevention, why we don't improve the healthcare system in a way that we have access to that, why we don't remove the idea of discrimination and and biases and and stigma uh, to save lives. Uh, This is not a commodity, this is not, uh, you know, a clothes or, or, or a fashion, uh, uh, we are talking about the life of 46,000 individuals, parents, kids, friends, uh, that at some moment they felt that they had nothing around, nas- nobody around, that there was not a reason for them to be here, that they had so much pain, emotional or physical, that they were not able to continue being here part of, our community, our lives. And, and I asked myself, why? Uh, we can do much better. And, and I feel like at the moment that I saw in the news that one woman physician with kids uh, took her life, I started to ask myself, when is my turn? Uh, what's the difference? She's almost my age. She's a smart lady like I am, right? I mean, we are both physicians. We are professionals. We are successful. We are married. We have kids. What's the difference? When will be my last drop? What will have to happen so I am her? And how do I avoid this? Um and I started to write and I started to be part of podcasts and I started to do exactly the opposite of who I am in real life because I am a shy person, very introvertive, um, normally will not share my personal life with anybody else. And I went really, yes. and I went out of my comfort zone, including to talk talking you know in front of people with my accent and my <laughs> my grammar errors included and you know and go out of and and say I will not be a witness I refuse to be no. a witness of this I am not watching this movie this is a horror movie i I'm not watching it I will do something about it and for anyone that is hearing me today please. Don't be just witness of your life and the life of others. We all have the power to do things. We all have the power to contribute and not deciding to do nothing is a decision. You are still deciding. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when you believe that, okay, I will not take a decision. I will not get involved. You are being involved. You are taking a decision. Your decision is, to not do something, anything. yeah. Wow.
1: wow, that's really that's really a lot to think about. Like, I will not be a witness. Wow, you know, because we know it's happening. So, what can we do? We have to come up ourselves and help pull people up as we climb. You know, it's it's such a beautiful it's it's such a beautiful dance, right? Like, so sometimes we have to give, and sometimes we have to give. Ourselves, right? So sometimes we have to think about that, and that's a really beautiful, beautiful thing that you're doing to help break that mode. And specifically for physicians and nurses and the medical care, um, you know, I I specifically saw the unemployment card side because I worked and trained at a bank during COVID when it first started. Uh, so we went from five thousand calls to twenty five thousand calls. But I constantly told my agents and told myself. Think about the medical field right now. Think about them and how that's, you know, how that's impacting everything. So for, you know, can you start like how, like like maybe start at COVID and kind of move forward to now how, um, what you want to specifically see happen um, from where things have been to what you think would be beneficial in the field for nurses and for doctors and for uh, for folks to feel supported in the medical field. Can you speak a little bit to that?
2: Yes. Uh, the medical field was already affected. I don't want to create this false idea that, oh, after COVID, this is what we are seeing. Right. It's not true. That is not true. The truth is that the healthcare system has been broken for a long time. These fa- 400 physicians that I mentioned before were already part of the statistics before COVID, we are talking about the 220 to 219 before that. Um, and and the truth is that even we estimate the percentages of burnout and depression that right now are uh, impossible to believe, like 65% of physicians are admitting being burnout. And and we have 60% of physicians admitting being depressed from then 30, half of them are clinically depressed. 11% 11% of those that were interviewed and the, the, the survey involved 12,000 physicians admit having ideation of suicide in the last uh, 12 months. So, so we are talking about, this is beyond the 400 physicians that are dying or the nurses that are dying. We are talking about a system that is absolutely broken because those that are supposed to take care of us are sick right now and nobody's taking care of them. When wow. you go today to an emergency, I mean, if you throw a coin, you will have more luck <laughs> to have a, a healthy physician that in reality, right? The mm-hmm. probability is that 65% of those that are in the emergency room and they will be helping you during a heart attack, a stroke, an appendicitis, a gun, you know, um, trauma, probably or is depressed or is burnout or is both and the rest of the stuff too and they are deciding we are deciding under those conditions if we will do or not certain things to save your life and to make sure not only that your life is good and you are like you are alive, but but that may affect also your ability to go back to normality and to your work and to society without any disability and et cetera. So so if that is not a scary and if that is not a good reason to to um, uh, pay attention to, to this topic and to, and to try to fix it, I mean, Forget about the doctors and the nurses. The community is the one that is being affected. It's the community the one that goes to the hospital and receives care, right? It's all of us as as part of the community because doctors, we also go to doctors. So this is scary. This is absolutely, this is scary, absolutely scary. Uh, And besides that, sadly, we have a system that is run by non-doctors, non-nurses, non-healthcare workers. Um, that uh, and I don't want to be in any way mean or disrespectful. I don't. I, I want to be even naive, if you if you will allow me. I don't think that they necessarily have bad intentions, but they are not doing what is correct for uh, the, the, the the healthcare system per se, the community, and for doctors uh, and nurses. I'm glad you said that
0: because <laughs> it's the yeah. same, in the corporate world it's the same, right? And Mary can attest to this too. When, when decision makers up above make decisions like let's say for the education system, right? Mm-hmm. All the executives are looking at numbers not the people that are in there not the people that are affected, not the people that are having to hustle three jobs while going to school, by the way and you're like, retention is down but you have rigid rigid okay rules you have to be in class it has to be live and you have to open your camera and you see kids running around screaming you know and you have to turn on your mic i'm like are you serious with this rigid rules but if you're gonna go by numbers that's what you see you have to all this because it's part of retention and people who create rules are not even the people that are going to teach these kids or this young adults or these adults right and that's why i appreciate so many colleges that i've been to as a dean because i teach classes that i'm creating because i can change them and they're like why do you teach i'm like i love to be with my students because i want to hear what their pains are i want to hear what they want to change that's how i can retain them they're like you're crazy i'm like i know but still this crazy idea will work and that's how i retain my students but that that is so that's like mind-boggling when people make changes and they don't even understand how the changes work. Or if you're in sales, right, and you they basically tell you, "Oh, by the way, you need to change these numbers." So I'm like, "Have you seen that we're on recession right now? Like, people can't afford your luxury items for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars."
2: Like, are you with me? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yeah, oh, that yes, lack yes, of reality, like... right? It's, it's, a, yeah. uh, it's a parallel. It's a parallel world. Uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, it breaks my Breaks my heart and breaks my mind. Because again, I don't think that this is necessarily about intention, but but the priority, numbers are empty. Especially when you talk, and I'm glad that you are are bringing education. I have so much respect for the teachers. I I mean, when I saw them doing these couple of years of of tele education, I mean, my complete respect for them. And my sister is a counselor in her school, and what she's seeing today with small kids and and with teachers is heartbreaking. It's it's really Really? another broken system in in so many levels. Yeah, and, and that's that's again the problem. We need to go back to see humans as humans, not as numbers, not as machines. We yeah. need to bring humanity to the systems, and we need to understand that uh, right now, um, trying to go back to, to, to what we had before is not, not only impossible, but yeah. it's incorrect. We are not <laughs> as a society who we were before COVID. We are. And I hope we are not. No. I hope we I hope we learn something after all this suffering and after all this confrontation of ourselves with reality. Something needs yeah. to change and, and needs to change us up like now, uh, yeah. yesterday.
0: I wanted to also address <laughs>
2: the, the you being introvert,
0: because I was shocked when you said, it. "I'm like, no, you're not. There's no way." <laughs> and then you're like, "I don't know about my accent." I'm like, "No, I love Mary because of her accent." Like, I <laughs> when I get mad, I will be speaking languages. I have no idea how it came in my head. Um, I used to speak old Latin. I know it's a dead language, but my grandmother oh. is leon which is from Spain, and so she only speaks uh old Latin. So, and Visaya, but she lives in the Philippines. But anyway, it's complicated. <laughs> So when I get mad, my husband's like, "What language was that?" I was like, I don't know. It just came out. Like, I'm glad you didn't understand it. Do you know what I mean? That's really bad. Oh. Um, but he sees my face, so I love accents. Like, I think that's sexy. Like to me, accents is like really cool. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I, I think weird, so too. Yeah. Before where, the yeah, end, oh want
1: sorry me. sorry, Constance, do you where do you uh, where were you from before you came? Me. No, well, you both could tell me because I think you yeah, both have really such really an cool. awesome accent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I am Peruvian, I am a Latin yeah. girl, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <They keep laughs> okay, and all, all this. For the <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Akira. Uh,
0: yeah no. I, love it. I just wondered but, for myself. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, I have I have an accent, especially when I get pissed. Like <laughs> you will hear it. It's six different languages. they could come out Chinese on you sometimes, or it could be a I don't know what's happening there. Uh, just depends. But so anybody knows anybody in Antarctica other than penguins, please let me know. And I, I have not been to Europe. I've been to Australia. Been to New Zealand been pretty much every most states in the United States been everywhere in Asia for sure because our business in our family is textile so we travel everywhere because we did manufacturing for a long time and then I settled in America and I'm pretty much here for station like 30 years now I go travel once in a while but I don't but I pick up accents believe me on that one <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I do want to talk about what
2: is 3G cycle like how are we able to use this in our daily lives so um, I'm trying to translate that to Spanish. I am actually working with my dad. He's helping me and we are translating together the, the book to Spanish. And we are trying to find out how we will do uh, that with the 3G because we cannot find three words that start with G in Spanish that mean the same. So, so 3G comes with, from the idea that life is very similar to a video game. That is not linear. Uh, and that's how I see my own life. I see myself getting, you know, selecting a a game, entering into the game and and trying to play and collect the hearts and the gems and the, you know, uh, throwing the bombs and jumping and et cetera (laughs) till you, sometimes you are killed and sometimes you are able to cross the line and yay, level two. but when you don't cross the line and you are exploded there or you fall down, what happens is that you can restart that level, right? And and you keep going and you this time you get to another point and you <laughs> and you sometimes call your friends or Google, how do I do what's a trick so I go to the next one? So imagine that in real life, right? Your game is your goal. You select a goal in your life. You, you decide that you want to go to medical school. You want to write a book. You want to travel to Italy or, or Europe, right? And, and that's your goal. And you select this goal with the idea that you want, you know, with a plan. I want to do it like this. I want to do it with that person. And I want to do it that date, right? You, you have all the concept of how how you want the goal to happen, your, your complete plan. And for that, you need your second G, right? How do you really make this dream goal reality? And you need this energy, right? This passion, this uh, motivation that comes from inside that is grit, right? Perseverance, no matter what, I will keep going. <laughs> but for me, perseverance or, or grit is... And it's something that I learned during the last years, especially it doesn't only come from myself. Like maybe it starts inside of me. It's, it's a fire that I have inside of me, but really is is it survives thanks to others, right? How many times you 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 are going, 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 and suddenly something happens, and you, oh my gosh, right? And oh, maybe not. Maybe maybe that's not a good idea. And and your friends are like. yeah, you can do this, or your mentor, or your husband, or whoever is supporting you, right? So greed is something that may be shared, right? And may come from others. So now you have goal and you have greed. And last but not least, in theory to close that that cycle, right? That level, you should be achieving your dreams. But how many times we do not achieve our dreams? I mean, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and sometimes it's just because you change your mind, right? Uh, You wanted to be a psychologist and you find out that you like more medicine and you just change careers. Or you wanted the Ferrari when you were young and now you have four kids and you need to have them inside of your van because (laughs) you know, the Ferrari, you don't want it to get dirty with with your bicycles and the food, right? So, and they are pertinent appropriate changes, right? That they don't represent failure. Sometimes you achieve the goal, which is great and yay, and sometimes you try, you try a few times and and you get it, right, because you get smarter and you learn the tricks, but sometimes you go, go in this loop, right, without a happy ending and you don't know when to recognize that you need to stop. And what happened then is that you get frustrated, upset, you start feeling guilty, you start feeling like a failure, you get super stressed, chronic stress become depression, burnout, anxiety, and it's not crazy to think that then will be a negative and may even include suicide. So uh, for me, what happens during this cycle that replace really goal as an outcome is growth because if you allow yourself to learn from the good things that are happening during the cycle and from the bad things right negative things these things that we say oh no this happened to me now what (laughs) now be creative now ask for help now find another way now, now, I'm here in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now I am a
0: You know,
1: I mean, maybe you could find maybe uh maybe you could tell us this. Like, how do you take the minivan into uh souping it up for girls not out, right? and you could be the you could be the driver of the minivan and all the girls <laughs> in the back and everybody going, you know,
0: on a on a crawl somewhere. That's what I'm thinking. I uh, think I'm, I will yeah. take my 12 seater and we go in a driving we pick up i pick up mary first yeah wait hey, i gotta pick up people from texas yeah and i think oregon janice and susanna is in there man i have all a zigzag yeah. and then go to colorado i think johanna is in there my 20s yeah. we have the same birthday 7-eleven it's so weird i'm like still weirded out about that <laughs> and then we're gonna pick up people in between and then we just end up in florida and party all night in my where home.
1: are you dr Z? Oh. what
2: state are you in miami miami florida yeah, yeah, miami, yeah there we go see Coffee and i see lauren lauren rosario here in, in our chat so she will join us i'm sure yeah oh, i see her my, there, there she is. she's actually learning yeah let's see, see
0: janice is like let's go um i do mary do you want to yeah. close the loop Sure.
1: Yeah. So the final uh, piece of advice that you would give for you know really finding the joy, uh, highlighting some of those you know key elements of your book, what would be your final piece of advice for everyone?
2: I will tell you that uh, I, I when when I receive a question like this, normally I I take the advice from my own kid. Uh, he was <laughs> seven when he said that to me, and 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 right now he's nine, and. and his phrase is so, so deep in in many levels. He told me once, uh, this is your life, this is your choice, this is your journey. And I believe that if you hear this this phrase uh, and if you meditate, you, you you think about what that means. That means that we have the power in our hands, that we can really decide what happened with our life. We can take the decisions of being a victim of our life, of surviving our life or to make with lemons, lemonade, and maybe even a delicious lemon pie, right? And I am not minimizing the suffering and I am not saying that real you know, victimization and and real trauma doesn't exist. It exists, uh, of course, it exists, and and some situations are more complex than others. And some of us we are more lucky because we have the support, or we have the knowledge, or we have the opportunities uh, to navigate life. You know, with 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 some. Extra comfort, but that doesn't mean that we need to or we we can allow ourselves to to find excuses to suffer. We need to absolutely do the opposite. We need to find excuses to go out of this hole. Uh, Even if that means that we need to go out of our comfort zone, even if that means that we need to uh, swallow our own, um, you know, pride, pride, thank you, pride and and go and ask for help. And and we admit our gaps and we admit our fears because at the end, life is, I mean, until someone proves different, we have just one life (laughs) and we know when it starts and we have no idea when it ends. Could be tonight. Yeah. Right. So, or we live it fully, and we are proud of everything that we are doing every day, and we are intentional when we are living it, or yeah. Or, yeah. or what are we doing? We're just sitting here waiting to end. It's some do. people do that,
0: and and I. That's what I always tell people. Like, I think I start living in 2011 when I almost died, <laughs> um, because I realized that it could just be taken away, and who's going to be raising my children? You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can. I'll come back as a ghost and and ghost my kids. And they're like, mom, that doesn't work. I'm like, I'm just saying. I mean, we got Buddhists in our family. We got Christian. We got Catholic. All this other religion. I'm like, they have some type of like, especially in the Chinese community, like where my family is very, um, we have a lot of traditions and culture and a lot of things. And I'm like, see, we can have those and those. And the dragon will, you know, and my kids are so confused at this point. They're like, mom, I don't know what you're talking about. And her dad's like, "Your mom is just weird." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just weird. I'm sorry." Like, weird,
2: weird is awesome. Embrace yeah, weirdness. So I love <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, just
0: really well. I'm thankful, and I know Mary and I are very thankful for you coming in today. Yeah. We you. truly appreciate you. I love the different perspective that you provided, and although the alarming, like alarming and disheartening statistics out there. I'm super glad that one person, it takes only one person to recognize the problem and try to have a ripple effect of positive vibes. And I'm glad that you're doing it.
2: I want to say that I believe that it's not only me. I believe that there are many like me uh, and much better than me. And this will take a community and this this will take kindness and this will take compassion, and, and some tears probably too. <laughs> yeah. But um, this is our community. This is our world. And for those that are parents or grandparents, this is what we are leaving to our kids. And we have a responsibility. This is not just that let someone to fix it. Uh, we are someone. Yeah. We need to fix it.
0: And all 63 nations
2: are listening
0: to this conversation. Thank (laughs) goodness. That's what I love about my podcast. I'm like, oh, yes. It's not just on LinkedIn or Facebook (laughs) or on Instagram or whatever. It is on 63 nations. And I'm growing. And I love it because I'm looking for people. Basically, through their adversity, we learn from it. And I see so much heart, passion, compassion, and fun in there. I cannot (laughs) believe you're introvert.
2: Like, seriously. (laughs) Uh, gonna, I am. <laughs> Based some <on> t- tests. <laughs> I have proof. Yeah, I I took my test. I am introvert. <laughs> I just want to do something extra if you don't mind. Yeah, knowing that that this goes to other places. So, saludos a la gente que habla español. El libro está viniendo pronto en español también. Uh, y esta es tu vida. este es tu camino. Esta es tu decisión. So vívela con, con amor y con felicidad
0: oh Puerto Rico is
2: on my list so they will listen to you they are (laughs) on there one of these days I'm going to share
0: which country that I'm in uh because it's a lot so So like, wait which which nations is this we Mm -hmm. just added um I think Iraq and Iran and I was surprised that there's people in there and just beautiful places I'm always on google earth I'm like where is this place (laughs) oh this is a beautiful (laughs) place wait where is this whoa there's somebody in there I I get so Mm -hmm. excited so Thank you so much, Raquel. Look, look at, look at Lauren said she's in Miami. So we're coming to Lauren at the I end. Love. Uh, and Raquel, oh, wait, what's sorry, go ahead. Uh, Spanish, gracias, doctora. Felicidades. Ooh, <laughs> muchas gracias. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bienvenidos. <laughs> and I'm
1: not even going to try Spanish. Y'all don't want to hear my redneck Spanish. You don't want to hear part.
0: that. <laughs> well, there <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it though. I love yeah. to hear it all don't, don't make me talk Spanish, Dr. Leland. I can't do it. Yeah. We used to have a house in Cancun for summer, and I had this like, my husband's not here. Okay. I had this cute guy, and he. Uh, do he, you know, he, know
2: that this is recorded? Uh, yeah, just that's just okay. to clarify, okay. you can little. watch <laughs> this. <laughs> oh my I'm God. preventing and drama. And <laughs>
0: But he was like teaching me Spanish and I was motivated to learn Spanish. Let me tell you. <laughs> my sure. mom's mom like, wait, you're supposed to only be there three days. What do you mean two weeks? I'm like, I really need to learn Spanish, mom. I love it. So, so,
1: well. <laughs> oh, gosh. so, so I'm going to say that since you said this. So One of my best friends now uh, is actually from, I mean, you, well, that's why I want to know where you're from. Because his, his, in Spain, he tells me like he's nine miles from Africa when he goes home. So he's a he's a, Spanish, he's a high school Spanish teacher, wow. in in America, right? Like not far from where I live, and we actually met on Meetup. Um, and the reason I the reason I reached out to him and said hello is in his picture, it was like a, a guy with these giant peppers in the background, like a like stuffed big giant pepper costume guys and i was like this person's weird i'm going to see what's up with him and we talk all the time and so when you started speaking i was going to tell you this after but it came up uh so when you started talking i was like yes i like my friend Danny." i was like oh that's like my friend Danny. so that's really cool anyway all right, Costs you want to the, love
2: of the, the, the wonderful thing about diversity, right? The the, the awesome thing about diversity and inclusion and, and having the opportunity to talk with people around the world and to learn from others and to share with others, this, this is amazing. The, the biggest opportunity of growing and learning, right? And closing gaps and opening opportunities is exactly that, like to sharing and, and to embracing who we are, right? to, mm-hmm. to being ourself and embracing our culture, yeah. yeah check awesome. out Lauren, she's like, en hora buena. Oh, yeah, she's a spectacular. I need to introduce you with her. I she's know. amazing. I don't even know her. And,
0: I'm like, Lauren, what's up? I know. And, so and I saw Catherine
2: <laughs> also that I mentioned to you. She wrote a beautiful book for kids, so she has here too. I saw her say hello too. So, thank you so much to everybody that joined us, Raquel. <laughs> Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. The whole hounds is here.
0: Mike is missing. Where oh. are you? <laughs> and Wait. Sia, they're probably yeah. busy somewhere else doing some sushi that Sia didn't want to eat, uh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> He's a spectacular,
2: such a nice guy.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. You have a fantastic day. And again, thank you thank so you. much for your time. We couldn't have better conversations than
2: this, for sure. <laughs> right. Thank you to both of you. You you ladies are wonderful and you are bringing so much to, you know, to, to the community. And and I love that the term level up it means so much. So I, I I believe that you represent level up right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Level up! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! That's it. Right.
0: All right, Katrin. have a
2: wonderful day.
0: <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye tomorrow it's actually super exciting guys tomorrow we have the same like from nine to ten it's the same but this one is a doctor in sports medicine and dr doris lu we actually met in real life but i was her team lead for a while now probably like almost i've been team leading for what nine ten years almost ten years now and i've only met her recently and i didn't know she does yoga and all this guided meditation so she'll have sound for you to calm down your anxiety because we're all edgy i'm edgy a little bit this week and so she'll have guided sound she'll also have breathing exercise so if you guys have time to sneak in that meditation come so what do you think about dr miriam
1: i love her she is so sweet so when she was on um when she was on mock shows when i think i first met her maybe came across her but she um She is absolutely wonderful. So I'm so glad that you had her on today. Thank you for a great show again, It's High Five from (laughs) over here on the East Coast. Oh, by the way,
0: uh, I got to throw in this. So this is a... You got to wake up. You want to go to sleep soundly. We're going to have soothing (laughs) meditation. I I don't have a soothing voice, but Doris... I I mean like ocean drum. I'm like, what is an ocean drum? That's cool. And I'm like, I'm buying one. I'm buying that particularly. (laughs) Um, If you live in an area where you don't have an ocean, you need an ocean drum. And I'll show you what an ocean drum is tomorrow. Right? Woohoo! Be intentional and look at life like it's it's a like what Doctor Z said. It it is a game, but make sure that you have intentions and just have fun today. Right. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This is Dr. Leland, your host. As your host, I'm filled with immense gratitude and joy as we move up to 73 nations and countries listening to us. Please subscribe. Go ahead and provide feedback at Lua Level Up by DocLeland.com. And thank you again for your unwavering support, kind words, and dedicated listenership have truly touched my heart and inspired me to continue creating content that resonates with you. When I embark on this podcasting journey, I never could have imagined the incredible community that would be form around it each episode is crafted with passion aiming to entertain educate and uplift and your presence as listeners breathes life into every word spoken and story shared thank you for allowing me to be part of your day your commute your workout or your quiet moments of reflection thank you for lending me your ears and your time your engagement, feedback and reviews have been invaluable in shaping the directions of this podcast and I'm excited to keep evolving and growing with you. I also wanted to announce that I have a global summit on October 12, 13 and 14 and I am looking for speakers. Please go to level up with DOC level up with doc.com for more information and click global summit. Have a fantastic day, night or afternoon. Signing off, this is Dr. Leland.